for years, even decades, are now being smashed with ease. Smashed. If this is not changed, women's sports as we know it will die. They'll end. It'll end. What coach, if I'm a coach, you know, I want to be a great coach. What coach, as an example, wants to recruit a young woman to compete if her record can easily be broken by somebody who was born a man? Not too many of those coaches around, right? They are around. They won't be around long because they're going to have a big problem when their record is, we're 0-16, but we're getting better. No, I think it's crazy. I think it's just crazy what's happening. We must protect the integrity of women's sports. So important. After. All right, we're here. It's Monday. Um, I say that with such enthusiasm because being here right now talking and not sleeping is a big uh, accomplishment for me today. I'm pretty tired. Um, I don't know what happened last night, but there's this new cat that we rescued. Don't know why. Um, Immediately regretted it. Regretted it even more last night when the new cat and my cat decided they were friends after all. And we're chasing each other around, literally running across the bed. You know how cats do. And I did not get at all. I didn't, I didn't get like any sleep last night. Um, so yes, bear with me. Uh, I, I'm normally extremely um, like ADD. Like I, I just go down rabbit trails. Today, it's going to take me a long time to remember which rabbit trail I wanted to go down. And then I'm going to... F- remember too late that I'm on a rabbit trail and I need to bounce back. So there's this, this may be a complete shit show. (laughs) Um, but all right, what's I'm going to make today a short episode. I'm only going to talk about Trump's CPAC speech last night. So if you're not interested in that, I'll see you on Friday. (laughs) If you are interested, I feel like, um, there, there were some statements he made that I, I need to talk about and bring up because I thought either they were great or there's some stuff I, I want to, I guess, display my uh, disapproval for. So we will get into that. Uh, that first audio audio clip that you heard, that was from um, Not the Bee, Babylon Bee's, um, what is it? I guess like nonfiction section. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was from Not the Bee and uh, just a small chunk from the speech. I've got another speech uh, or another chunk that I want to play for you a little bit longer. And we'll see how much of that we cover. But um, man, Trump calling Biden out big time last night. And, uh, I felt, felt like he really, he was fair in many ways. Um, more than fair (laughs) in a lot of ways. Uh, before we do that though, I'm going to try to get through a black rifle coffee promo when I obviously need more black rifle coffee. Uh, let me take a sip right fast. Okay. Oh, that helps. Black Rifle Coffee, I've uh, been talking about it. Freshest cup of coffee you're going to get. COVID-friendly because it comes in the mail. So it's literally just another one of those things you don't have to worry about. And it's just convenience all wrapped up in a really good-smelling package of coffee. They Their platform or their model is it's all it's all done online. So you're, you're ordering. 
either manually or you can use their subscription service where you can do like every month, every other month, however many bags, whichever roast or whole bean or ground, whatever you want. And you don't have to think about it uh, quickly. They, they do have a feature where they'll email you like a day or two, several days before they actually like ship your order to you your, on your subscription. Because you can actually go in there and change. Uh, you got like 24 hours to go in and change the roast of coffee or whatever it is. Or add to it. Take some off. So that's super convenient. Uh, www.blackriflecoffee.com. Check them out. They do great things for our law enforcement, veterans, first responders. And uh, they, they really do make a massive impact in that community um, for the better. Absolutely 100% for the better. And then if you're feeling a little charitable and a little naked, you need a shirt, <laughs> jump over to at Cross and Musket on Instagram. That is our apparel company. We have three, I think, fantastic t-shirt designs there. Very high quality t-shirts. They're tri-blends. They're not cotton, They're uh, but they're not just 100% polyester. They're cotton polyester, and I think it's called Radon. And that Radon gives it like that real firm bounce back to shape where you can you can throw that thing on and have your elbows pointing all over that shirt, stretching it out. But then as soon as it's on, it snaps right back to shape and it stays that way for a long, long time. My wife and I, that's kind of all we wear around the house anymore is just these t-shirts because they're so comfortable and they wash up so easily. And, and we love the designs. They, there's a lot of um, heart and soul that went into at least two of the designs that you'll see there. Um, give me puppies or give me death was kind of more like, that's just cool. Uh, yeah. So check it out at cross and musket on Instagram. Uh, we need to get into the show. Uh, well, before you check out, um, when you're checking out at, at cross and musket on Instagram, use promo code Insta I N S T a for 20% off. Um, okay. So there's a, a few precursors to, uh, my thoughts on the speech of Trump's speech at CPAC in Orlando, Florida, uh, Florida, Get ready, people. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of this. Oh, Orlando, Florida, uh, where uh, CPAC was at this year. Uh, Daily Wire shared a graphic um, showing how high it is being targeted by Democrats. And I, I would hesitate to even say Democrats. I'd say liberals, uh, r- not radicals, but the just the losers of the left, really. <laughs> the ones who have nothing better to do. It's like... Uh, I saw like a meme the other day. It's between this crap and then it's also the Mr. Potato Head stuff um, or gender neutral potato body part, whatever they're wanting, wanting to call them now. Uh, anyways, this cancel culture has got to stop. But so now, now these far left Democrats are all pissed off and they're targeting the Hyatt Hotel for having the audacity, for having the balls to even host CPAC. Um, and then I love... Hyatt's response back and I hope they stay with this this is the reason why I'm bringing this up because it is so refreshing and we don't see it often enough of these big corporate names doing what is right for all of the American people it's not even that they're they're supporting conservatives they are literally just saying whoever you are come to us and we will let you speak and I don't think that that is too much to uh to ask people nowadays but apparently it is um anyways the the quote I've been leaving you in suspense over was we believe in the right of individuals and organizations to peacefully express their views. <gasps> My stars, the right of individuals to peacefully express their views. Are you kidding me? 
man, they are out of touch, aren't they, with today's political correct fake woke culture. Um, so good on you, Hyatt. I will say this just from my own firsthand experience. My wife and I, um, eventually I'll get her on the show and she can testify. But um, for our honeymoon, we actually ended up staying at a Hyatt hotel, loved it. And we kind of did one of those things where we left the honeymoon with no real set destination. Just we knew where we were going that night. Um, and then from there, we were basically just going to start driving and see where we end up, which was cool. We had a, had a blast, best honeymoon. Um, I'm, I'm assuming it's the only honeymoon I've ever experienced. Um, so I'm assuming it's better than all yours, all y'all's, but, uh, anyways, um, so yes, we loved Hyatt. We loved the price. We loved, it was clean. It smelled good. The room didn't smell like smoke. They weren't all annoying about the room service. They just kind of left us alone. Um, and like I said, clean, that's a big deal for me. Um, I need stuff to at least appear and smell clean. I'm not going to pull out the black light cause then you're just setting yourself up for failure there, but I'm going to pretend that because it looks and smells clean that it has been sanitized. Um, but hi, is well, well presented and everything. We love them. So we actually were, we were thinking, you know, for our whatever 10 year or just our next vacation, we want to go back to Austin, Texas. We're going to stay at our, our, the same Hyatt or maybe a nicer one. But uh, yeah, anyways, love Hyatt and I love them even more now. So had to say that. And then I want to, I guess, just go on the record as saying something because I feel like it it would probably get overlooked by a lot of people. Um, but I thought a, a very significant moment in the in Trump's speech. Well, it started with Don Jr. I think on Saturday, and he's he went out there. And I, I turned it off after this, to be honest, because it, it pissed me off. He went out, and maybe I'm misinterpreting what he said, but he said he said something about you know CPAC, obviously, and then he said, well, maybe now we need to call it TPAC. And, and at first, I thought I don't get it. Like that's just such a weird joke to make. Um, he's kind. I mean, he's kind of a you know strange dude. I guess you got to be to be a a Trump to be in that level of spotlight. Um, anyways, he. Uh, he said maybe it should be called TPAC, and what I noticed right away was that nobody clapped, and I originally thought maybe nobody got it, like I didn't really get it at first, but then, I mean, I just assumed the only way, only thing he could be meaning was Trump pack, TPAC, instead of conservative Trump, and then that made me think, well, if everybody else eventually kind of got it like that, like I did, you know, a few seconds after the fact, well, maybe they were just showing their disapproval. And I, I kind of hope that's what it was like that to me was just such an off color tone, deaf out of touch joke to make. Um, and, and maybe that's just me being, um, you know, a little, little wiener about it. I don't know. Maybe, I'm, maybe I'm blowing it out of proportion, but just throughout the whole Trump presidency, I felt like there was this constant struggle with like, if we could just have less of Trump, the man and more of Trump, the president or Trump, the conservative uh, giant who's, who's leading the charge for us, you know, more of that and less of just Trump, the, the personality. Uh, I know that's, that's probably just borderline, if not just 100% impossible for the, for Donald Trump and maybe just the Trump family in general, but, uh, it just, it didn't seem, uh, appropriate to me, but maybe I was the only one who got bent out of the shape and bent out of shape and everybody else was just not sure what he was saying. Uh, not sure what happened there, but now, so I got this next audio clip. It's only about four minutes. Uh, and what I'm thinking right now is I'm just going to play as much as I can from the beginning. Um, actually it's five minutes, sorry. Um, 
And then at some point I may just turn the volume down and start talking over it. Cause I do have uh, a, a list of quotes and points that he made that I want to get to. So let's see how far we get through this clip before I'm just like, okay, it's Trump. <laughs> One second and go. Had the most disastrous first month of any president in modern history. That's true. <laughs> so that was one of my first notes. So I think it, the audio got cut off there, but it, it's Biden had one of the the worst uh, first months of any president in modern history. Um, and then he, he does this little, it's true. And, and I love that. I love it how he just, he verifies, he fact checks himself like in like live. And he's like, uh, yep, I was correct in saying what I just said. I, it's hilarious when he does stuff like that. I, it, it's obviously what makes it so easy to make fun of him. Um, but, you know, I think he can laugh at himself. I actually saw him go on like a Comedy Central roast uh, fundraiser thing. They just, I mean, they obliterated him. Said says some of the most off-color, just terrible jokes about, I mean, just personal attacks. Uh, him and Melania. But I mean, they they laughed. They laughed all the way through. They they were good sports about it all. I would hope that people there that were showing their disapproval for Trump would acknowledge that. Wow, like we really gave it to him, and he was a good sport about it. Uh, so that was cool to see. Anyways, um, back to the audio. Already, the Biden administration has proven that they are anti-jobs, anti-family, anti-borders, anti-energy anti-women and anti-science mm. the anti-women thing is huge right now because, just, uh, because of the executive orders that are targeting women's sports allowing um people who have had sex changes um I'm, I'm blanking on which of the the many words that i could use right now which one is correct today and which one uh, would get me banned from everything and probably sentenced to eternity in hell. So I'm just not going to use any of them because it's like a revolving, it's like the freaking wheel of fortune thing. Um, but anyways, you know what I mean? Uh, to, to compete with women biologically who used to, someone who used to biologically be a male uh, has gone through, you know, hormone therapy and things like that, maybe even a surgery or two. And now they're competing against women, but they still got a lot of the physical advantages and capabilities of a man. Um, it's huge. And the, the, the Democrats just passed the, uh, what is it? The, the equality act or something now. Uh, yeah. Equality act. And even more infringements there on just forcing it down your throats of, okay, you, you have to use correct pronouns. And if you don't, there's consequences. I mean, there's so much, so much negative Liberty in there. Um, it, it's supposed to be such a, a boosting thing for one part of the country, which anybody would agree is a pretty small minority. Um, obviously they still deserve rights. I just don't believe, as I've said from episode one, that nobody's rights can or should, uh, come at the expense of somebody else's. And that's what we're seeing here, or at least the potential for it. And, and we all know exactly where it's leading, but yeah, less commentary, Bobby, shut up. Short month. We have gone from, America first to America last. You think about it, right? America think last. Think about it. <laughs> There's no better example than the new and horrible crisis on our southern border. We did such a good job. It was all worked. Nobody's ever seen anything like we did, and now he wants it all to go to hell. When I left office just six weeks ago, 
We had created the most secure border in U.S. history. We had built almost 500 miles of a great border wall. That helped us with these numbers because once it's up, you know, they used to say a wall doesn't work. Well, you know what I've always said? Well, and now I saw a news report actually today, I think. Um, I don't know when it came out. I saw it today. But uh, saying there is a Democrat border um, mayor or um, no, he's a lawmaker of a, of a small border town. And he was, he's a Democrat. And he's saying that these policies are crippling us. Like it is not good for these people who actually live where they're saying we need to have more um, uh, penetrable border walls or lack of wall. We'd never get financed. We got it financed. We ended catch and release. Ended huge, huge asylum fraud and brought illegal crossings to historic lows. When illegal aliens trespass across our borders, they were promptly caught, detained, and sent back home. And these were some rough customers, I want to tell you, some rough customers were entering our country. It took the new administration only a few weeks to turn this unprecedented accomplishment into a self-inflicted humanitarian and national security disaster. By recklessly eliminating our border, security measures, controls, all of the things that we put into place, Joe Biden has triggered a massive flood of illegal immigration into our country, the likes of which we have never seen before. And I mean, it's not like that is conjecture or anything. I mean, literally, there were reports coming from South and Central America of people saying, listen, Trump obviously set the record straight of what he wanted and what he was going to enforce. And attempted border crossings went way, 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 way down under those four years. And then all of a sudden, now there's these caravans coming up like immediately. And they, they literally say, Mr. Biden, you have promises to us that you must now keep. And unfortunately, he seems to be intent on keeping them. launched a youth migrant crisis that is enriching child smugglers, vicious criminal cartels, and some of the most evil people on the planet. You see it every day. Just turn on Here in this section, I wish he had said more about the good people and saying like how we do want the best. And I think he does get to it eventually. But I felt he could have eliminated the possibility of the sound bites coming out of Trump once again doubling up down on immigrants all being rapists and killers and you know optics, man. Come on. From the ravages of dangerous predators, and that's what they are: dangerous, dangerous predators. But the Biden administration has put the vile coyotes back in business, and it has done so in a very, very big way. Under the new administration, catch and release has been restored. Can you imagine? We work so hard. Catch, you know what that is. You catch them. You take their name. They may be killers. They may be rapists. They may be drug smugglers. You take their name and you release them into our country. We did the opposite. We not only didn't release them, we had them brought back to their country. Illegal immigrants are now being apprehended and released along the entire southern border, just the opposite of what it was two months ago. They weren't coming because they couldn't get in. Once they think they can get in, they're coming, and they are coming at levels that you haven't even seen yet. By the hundreds of thousands, by the millions, they'll be coming. The Biden administration is now actively 
expediting the admission of illegal migrants, enabling them to lodge frivolous asylum claims, and admitting them by the thousands and thousands and thousands a day crowded together in unsanitary conditions despite the ongoing economic and public health crisis, COVID-19, or as I call it, the China virus. I, I mean, I felt like that was a little disingenuous. I mean, the whole th- the beef recently along the border with Joe Biden is, is him using basically the same facilities as uh, Trump. And I know Trump wasn't concerned, obviously, about COVID-19 protocols. So him kind of trying to call Biden out on the, on these COVID-19 precautions, I don't know. It seemed a little, um, hey, maybe you shouldn't shouldn't start down that road, maybe. Of course, if it was a debate setting, obviously not. But at this point, he gets to say whatever he wants, and that's all that gets said. So... Uh, I know. No, that was it. So, as far as audio goes, that's all I got for you. Um, but now I want to go through some of the points that I wanted to bring up. I felt like that was a good chunk of where he he basically said what he wanted to say to who he wanted to say it to, and or about who he wanted to say it about. Uh, and that pretty much encompassed, you know, the the stereotypical Trump speech. That's pretty much how it went. But there were some points where he said some things that, like I said on last episode, that I would be watching out for or listening for. Um, the whole reason I watched this speech was not for necessarily what I just played, but also for um, seeing where he's going to, if is he going to pivot and start talking more Patriot Party, third party type thing, or is he going to commit to the Republican parties? Does he say nothing? Does he attack Biden? Does he attack, um, oh, what's her name from... Uh, Shoot, threw him under the bus for impeachment. I've got her name in here somewhere, but he did. He did basically all those things, and he did pretty much what I thought he would do. Um, he he started out mission far from over. He uh, he he starts referring to we to us as Republicans. Uh, so he set that tone very very early on, and he he even just flat out said no new parties. I am not starting a new party. He's called that fake news, which eh, I don't necessarily think that. I think that was. Um, Oh, let's just call it what it is, kind of a fib. Uh, I'm pretty pretty sure I remember him talking about a third party, or I mean, maybe we don't, maybe we're not Republicans or something like that. But uh, you'll have to fact check me on that, or fact check um, former President Trump, actually. Uh, but uh, one quote: "We are not interested in that." As in uh, speaking about starting a new political party, uh, he attacked Fauci, saying, "You know, first it was masked, then it." Or first it was no mask, then he wanted masks. Now they're saying two masks, and <laughs> you can imagine Trump's facial expressions there. Um, he base basically based on that, based on their lack of response, getting a stimulus package together, um, having so much pork in the stimulus package that's going to foreign nations. It, Trump is basically calling it Democrats are going to suffer humiliating losses in the midterms and in 2024. Um. And then, of course, he did the tease, which we all knew he would do. I may even decide to beat them for a third time. <laughs> so more of that, plenty of that was was in the speech. But again, if there's anything you could say about Trump, it's that he's at least consistent. <laughs> he's consistently Trump. Um, attacks on the media. Media's not doing their jobs. We need to get the kids back in school. Um, Biden administration, I thought, I thought this was a huge point that even I had kind of considered before, but hadn't really gone this far with it. He said the Biden administration is bragging about educating children in classrooms on the border, but our own people, our own children, American children can't 
get in-person education. And, you know, it's not even just about, you know, a lot of people talk about it as a freedom thing and as a stop keeping us locked down type thing. Parents need to go back to, to, to work. Yes, all that is true, but it's also a quality thing. Just the quality of the education they're getting is so subpar when they're learning from home. It's just, it's, it's fact. It's being proven all over the country consistently that children do not learn well remotely. I mean, think about it logically for two seconds. The, that's the type of screen, this tablet or a computer or a, a monitor that resembles a small TV. Um, they're used to looking at a screen to be entertained. They're not used to being put in front of an iPad and told, hey, study whatever it is on the screen. And that's what we decided to make them do all of a sudden. And there's there's just lack of consistency. There's no quality control. It's terrible. It, it is a waste of time. And I feel sorry. I've seen so much reporting on this about college students who are like, hey, I'm still paying full tuition, but y'all aren't doing anything for me. I'm not learning anything remotely. It's this entire freaking year has basically been a mulligan since February, March of last year. And then, of course, like like I said, he he made sure to attack the one point nine trillion dollar COVID bill. Like that is such a staggering number. And and, and Trump is absolutely guilty of this too uh, with his spending. But he was God. He at least tried to have some decent optics when it came to the COVID spending. I mean, geez, um, so many billions of dollars going to other countries, going to bailout cities that refused aid to protests, to refused aid from Trump, were speaking ill about the vaccine potential because of Trump, all these things, and now now they want federal dollars. Um, I even saw, obviously, it's just, it's a BS little poke in the eye, essentially, but there was a, a congressman or something who was saying, hey, how about with the existing $1.9 trillion, how about we give every American $10,000 if we just don't send any of the money to foreign countries and instead disperse that to each American that they could give everybody $10,000. I mean, that's the level of, of pork in, in this. That's the level of just complete BS. They're calling this a COVID relief, a COVID stimulus. And yet there's so much that has absolutely nothing to do with COVID. It's the, the reporting on is the lists and lists of items in there. I encourage you to read up on it. We'll talk about it on uh, Wednesday or Friday. But the 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 Pandora's box, the if it, well, Pandora's box, if you're a conservative, because obviously Pandora's box was not a positive thing. Uh, but if you're on the left, the it, it's a complete wish list, just a complete Democrat, liberal, leftist wish list uh, put together in this COVID package that the, you, me, we, the taxpayers, are footing the bill for. Instead of just them letting us get the hell back to work. You know, we don't need them. We don't want them. <laughs> we don't want their stimulus. We don't need to be stimulated. We need to get back to work. All of us. Every state. Get the entire engine going again. It can't just be the states like Texas and Florida. It's got to be everybody. Have to get the economy going back to what it was doing before COVID broke out. Unemployment. Lowest numbers for minorities since in recorded history and nobody wants to talk about it. So on behalf of, you know, uh, me, my wife, who's a teacher, 
Um, and pretty much every single person I know, I could literally think of maybe a handful of people that have spoken out in favor of further lockdowns. Um, all wealthy, um, very, they're, they're fine. They're paying their bills. So they're not worried. So yeah, keep everybody locked down. You know, I don't hear a lot of people talking about the white privilege involved with wanting extended lockdowns. People who have the bills covered, they have money coming in, they can work from home or whatever it is. Those are the ones that are that are all pro-lockdown. The people who are freaking starving, who can't buy diapers or baby formula, who can't fix a, a leak in their roof, who can't can't go more than the next couple of weeks without something coming in. Those are the ones who need relief. Those are the ones who need to get back to work. If only the government would let them. So on behalf of all those people, I call on Joe Biden to open the schools. Stop saying our goal is five days a week. Stop it. Say this is what we're going to do. That is why Biden's ratings are plummeting. And that's why everybody misses Trump is because when Trump said we are going to do this, especially when it came to COVID-19, guess what? It happened. You could at least say that for him. You can also say he, he says some of the most comical stuff that you're, you're halfway laughing at him for saying it, but then you're also just like, holy crap. I mean, he just says whatever he wants to say and it's awesome. Um, but he, he likes to refer to himself as the Trump administration and I actually liked it because it really, it's not just him, you know, and that's something he said from, what is it, 2015, really, that it is not going to just be me. It's going to be my administration. It's going to be my cabinet. I'm going to pull in the best minds from everywhere, not just the pe- not just people based off of their genitalia or what it used to be and what it is now or sexual orientation, um, even though Pete Buttigieg wasn't the first openly homosexual cabinet member that was actually under Trump. Um, I forget his name. Anyways, not using social issues to qualify somebody um, and saying they have the, the credentials and experience to perform a job function. It, it's just, it's completely bass backwards. Donald Trump said, and he did in many cases, he also pulled in some, some nasty people at the start of his administration, which I did not like. Um, many of them, though, he fired or they quit. <laughs> um, but anyways, I like that he, he refers to himself as the Trump administration. It's a team. But then also it's just he, it's it's Donald Trump. He brands everything. You know, we heard from him last night. Um, Smalls, Ben Sass or little Ben Sass, something like that. He always um, brands stuff and he assigns nicknames and catchy little subtitles to stuff or whatever. Anyways, um Let's see, what else did he say? He said Fauci's boss, who's a Democrat, said that Operation Warp Speed was a modern-day miracle. Uh, and then he did his little, and it's true, thing when he said that. Uh, uh, we saw in the, in the news, Biden came out and said that he came into the White House and there were no vaccines. Um, like, like really? Like, you took the shot, and like the first shot in like December, you know? Um it's just it's it's comical at best just how inept Joe Biden is just in his first month he's already just obviously god i mean it just seems like borderline senile um and then trump just laughed it off he 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 said i don't think he said that in a malicious way he just didn't know what the hell was going on and and the the crowd loved that one which i thought it was one hilarious but two just 
something, another example of no politician would ever say that about another politician pre-Trump. But now that Trump's in, everybody's just firing from the hip, apparently, and they're just saying whatever it is on their minds. It can be bad. It can, it can have disastrous effects or at least um, present the opportunity for people to blame disastrous things on you, i.e. January 6th. But at the same time, it's what people have been starving for. It's, look, you Democrat, you Republican, I know y'all don't like each other. <laughs> it's very obvious. And yet you're so civil. Like, who are you fooling? Nobody else other than maybe yourself. And, I, and I've thought that for such a long time. Um, and it just never seemed like any politician ever really realized what it was the people wanted. And people finally got what they wanted in Donald Trump and he, and he definitely lives up to that. Um, so here we are at 32 minutes. I'm so sorry. Oh, second amendment stuff. You know exactly what he said there. Uh, we were the world's number one energy producer. Natural gas has such potential. And then he, he brought up, you know, solar is awesome, but it can't power our economy as we saw in Texas with the windmills being 20% of our, of our load and then having an even smaller base load of, solar power i know people i think i've said on the show my parents have solar panels on their roof and guess what happens when there's clouds guess what happens when there's snow sitting on your solar panels guess what happens when these massive heavy super expensive batteries no longer hold a charge now you're spending five six seven ten thousand dollars on a system you've already paid tens of thousand dollars to initial investment you know and now you're having to to double that expense for batteries and it just keeps on going. Um, so it's not there yet. And that's what I hear from the the right so much is, listen, if you could prove to me that solar was not only cleaner, but more efficient, it's cheap energy. If you could prove to me those things, great. All they've proven to me is that electric vehicles work, but only by reaping the benefits of nuclear, natural gas, and oil energy production. And that's, that's the sad truth of where we're at with our, with our energy right now. Um, if we can get the money for nuclear, great. It's friggin' expensive. Um, anyways, got to get you out of here. Uh, Don, Donald Trump did talk also about uh, like the 1619 Project having these just anti-America teachings going into our government um, employee facilities and then also into our education system. Uh, he says something that I loved. We embrace, you know, we as conservatives embrace free thought and we reject left wing lunacy. And in particular, we reject cancel culture. I appreciated him saying that we need a Donald Trump or a somebody, a um, anybody to, we need our party in the conservative movement and specifically to take a hard stance on cancel culture, because that really is the fight we're seeing in pop culture right now is man, I liked that actress, but what do you know? She got canceled because, oh, she voted for Trump. And, and we're winning that fight. Not People are still getting canceled, but we are winning the fight of ideas when it comes to cancel culture, um, I believe. He brought up how you had to use, <laughs> you had to present your ID to get into the Democrat National Convention, but apparently they don't want you to have to uh, present an ID or voter ID or some sort of identification to prove that you're a citizen and you're, you have the, uh, the legal right to vote. You're not a felon or anything like that. Um, it, the, the hypocrisy is well documented. Um, 
I should have said that we will not have a wall and you, the left would have quickly called for a wall <laughs> immediately. Uh, he referred to a Time magazine about Biden and the Biden administration. And he said, this is one that you can't miss. I have not seen that article. I searched for it quickly late last night, but it was late uh, by the time I got around to watching the full speech. Uh, he brought up HR one, which we've talked about in the show. If you haven't um, looked into HR one, we did talk about it on either 24 or episode 23. So look back there. Um, which involves eliminating voter ID and federalizing election laws, which is huge. And it's amazing. They're ballsy enough to, to pursue that after one of the most disputed elections in American history. He <laughs> talked about little Ben Sass. Uh, Liz Cheney is who uh, voted to impeach Donald Trump and her poll, poll numbers in her state are just dropping massively. So she's destroyed her career, at least within the Republican party, which she uh, claims to agree with. Um, and then he started closing with the Democrats stick together. They don't have half assers like the Mitt Romney's and the, the little Ben Sasses in the world, the Liz Cheney's they're all committed. They're, they're united as a party. Uh, in most cases, uh, obviously the Pelosi's and the Schumer's don't like the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's, but they, when it comes to policy, they vote where they're supposed to vote because they are united as a party with an ideology. And then my final thought with, with the speech was when was the last time we saw Joe Biden talk with the level of energy that Donald Trump was speaking with holding a crowd, keeping a crowd interested and enthusiastic and excited. It's night and day. It really is. And he spoke for a long time. And so final thoughts, uh, Trump, I think, I believe Trump really did send a message with his speech. He's not going anywhere. They can fall in line with the conservative movement's obvious choice of leadership, or they can be cast aside as no longer relevant in order, and this is honestly kind of my hope, is they'd be cast aside for young, fresh, conservative minds. We see them all over the place, and, and I'm going to talk either Wednesday or Friday about one in particular that the left is terrified of. And all of a sudden, they are attacking him, attacking his, um, and attacking his integrity, really. Uh, so we'll get to that because that, that's very, very important. Uh, and I did see as I was recording this today, just a short few minutes ago, a Fox News update came in that Nikki Haley is changing her tune on Trump after his CPAC speech. I'm going to look into that and see what her motivation is. Uh, is she seeing the writing on the wall that she needs to fall in line or does she really have a change of heart? That's what I want to know. Um, so in closing, in short, not so short, um, this is momentum. I thought that the CPAC conference, all the speeches that I saw, the, the, the thoughts, the graphics and things, the quotes coming out of it, I think have a lot of power and this is momentum. The left, the, the far Democrats, the not the middle of the road Democrats who are really classic liberals and, and really are more Reagan Republicans. Um, but the, the real devoted leftists, the one, the Democrat socialists, um, they're terrified of us right now. And we have, they've overplayed their hand. And the people I believe are seeing, wow, this is not the direction that we want to go. And I think that is the number one contributor to this big tech, big media crackdown on conservative voices that we're seeing all over the place. Um, 
I'd had a couple of drinks by this point. My last thought was, why the hell are we still playing the YMCA at every freaking political event? We look like assholes playing the YMCA. It, 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 to me, it was just, it was hilarious seeing that. And it's like, really, we haven't, we haven't evolved past this as a species yet. Like, I, I think the YMCA is like almost archaic at this point. We look stupid. We look completely unaware of what year it is. Um, so stop it. Now, anyways, I don't want to take up the rest of your Monday. Uh, I've taken up 40 minutes of it, over 40 minutes. So thanks for tuning in. This was episode 25. I can't believe we're already at 25. Check out Black Rifle Coffee, www.blackriflecoffee.com. Check out Cross and Musket Apparel on uh, Instagram, at Cross and Musket, promo code Insta for 20% off. Be kind to each other and be um, be vigilant. Look for areas where you are lacking in knowledge, lacking in experience, lacking in education, lacking in facts. Everybody's got opinions. Very few people actually take the time and devote enough attention to important things like being able to describe why you believe what you believe. If you've always believed that, why do you believe it? If you changed your mind from a different standpoint, what was your pivot point? What was your 180? Um, know who you are. Know those things. Uh, none of us is beyond question. So expect the questions. Expect the, the kickback when you make claims, especially about um, big, big issues. And uh, if you don't have the facts to back it up, just don't say anything. You know, And that's a hard thing to do. That's a hard line to walk, but it's very important. Uh, your reputation and... Um, yeah, your reputation, your name is a lot in the political struggle, this I, this battle of ideologies we're having right now in our country. So uh, take that to heart. Have a good week. Be productive this week. And I will see you on Friday, if not Wednesday. We'll just have to see how it goes. Thanks for tuning in. Take care.